Hello, listeners! Jake here. I just wanted to say up top, we were having some audio issues for this recording, so it gets kind of weird, so I apologize in advance, but thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. I'm Jake. I'm Jason. And this is Alex. And we played Final Fantasy Thirteen. Contain your excitement, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Woo! The thirteenth entrance into this wonderful storied video game franchise. Except it's not really, because... Uh, do, do you count 11 as regular entry because it was MMO, but then there was also 10-2, so this is actually the 14th game? Yeah, how do the spinoffs work in the like main canon? They're the only games that follow a continuous story. None of the other Final Fantasy games go together, except for 10-10-2 and 13-13-2 and Lightning Returns. Well, like, directly, because isn't 9 set before 7 because of, um... I've never played 9 or 7. I don't think so. There's, uh... Jesus, what's... It's one of the characters is, uh, Shinra. And, like, they're gonna set off in a rocket ship, I think. I've never played 9, so I'm not sure. I know it's... Some of them are connected, but they're, like, very weird, loose ways. Yeah, you know, everyone's Sid. Chocobos are forever. Yeah, chocobos are the one constant. So, developed and published by Square Enix, uh, released December 17th, 2009. Hmm. This is the third game that we've played that's released in 2009. Yeah, I think uh, there's a real uh, core of just bad games in that, like, mid to late 2000s. Because it was really just people were churning out shit. And it was, so that's where a lot of our games have been from. Yeah, but none of them have been, like, shovelware. No, I was going to say, you don't churn out a Final Fantasy game. I mean, they kind of do. Well, development for this started in 2004. Yeah. God. So They wasted years. their time. <laughs> Other games released in 2009? Uh, fucking again. I think these are different <laughs> games than what I've said before. You should just use the same games every time. I'm just going to compile a master list, and at the end of this episode, I'm just going to list every game released in fucking 2009. Oh, my God. Overlord, Halo Wars, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Bayonetta, and Ratchet and Clank, Future, Kraken Time, or something. I don't know. If you want to find other games released in 2009, listen to our other goddamn episodes. Why did you mention Harry Potter? Which were our That's other games uh, released? <laughs> 2009 uh, games that we played? Uh, God, I don't, I don't know. If they want to actually go back and listen to those episodes? Yeah, what was it? Last Remnant? Uh, Last Remnant. I thought that was 08. No, it was 09. Okay. So this came out the same year as The Last Remnant? Yeah. Oh my god, everything makes sense. What a great year for JRPGs. Truly a spectacular year great for JRPGs. Great year yep. for Square Enix. Somebody got fired. I hope so. Somebody got promoted. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a better one. Fuck. So before I get into the plot summary, uh, let's start with the characters. There are six main characters. Uh, Lightning, or as I affectionately refer to, Thunderbitch. Uh, Snow, who is Handsome Jack. Saz. Comedy black man, Vanille, Ditsy Ozzy, mm. Hope, fucking whiny wiener kid, and Fang, the mean Aussie bitch. And you don't get all of them up front, but eventually that's your main party. 
So you do eventually get all of them in your party at once? Yes. Yes. Wow. What's that like? Did you even get to Fang? <laughs> I don't think I don't think so. I don't know who that is. What, is that a woman? Yeah. Yeah. She's got a spear. No. Covered in tattoos. No. no. Oh yeah. Fang's kinda awesome. That's doesn't ring a bell. I know lightning and I know vanilla. Yeah, lightning and vanilla. Right. Vanilla lightning. So the story That's a great porn star name. I'm vanilla lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. As a dude with a porn star name, do you want to be Lightning? Like Lightning or Flash or any of those? Thunder might be better, I guess. Vanilla Thunder, though, sounds... It sounds like you got some weird shit. I gotta go upstairs for some Vanilla Thunder. That sounds like uh, like a stripper name. It's like some big-ass white bitch comes out. Next up, Vanilla Thunder. Oh my god. She makes the ground shake when she walks. Oh, good shit. Oh, so the story is exclusively told through cutscenes. Right, yeah, we're here for Final Fantasy. Yeah, we're here for Not this for real serious game, guys. Let's yeah. ratchet it down and talk about how... Uh, yeah, the game is two parts. It is animated plot and movies, and then it's the stuff you actually play, and they basically never touch. And a movie that's way too fucking long. Yes. Like, it's longer than extended Lord of the Rings movies. Not by much. So, I mean, you looked it up and you said it was, what, like seven hours of cutscenes? Yeah, it's uh, six hours, 57 minutes. So, seven hours. Yeah. So, all those cutscenes is where all of the plot and character development happens. And then, during the game, uh, it's really boring. Yeah, it hops back and forth as you play through it between what's happening now. This fucker burp again? <laughs> <laughs> No, we just smell like that from dumplings. It just comes out of you. Yeah, it's coming out of your pores now. Yeah, if you would have been there for dumplings, you could stink too. Why would I want that? Because <laughs> they're delicious. I don't believe you. They smell horrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't smell it because it's coming I'm, out I'm of I'm downwind from this guy. <laughs> Where that, what are we even talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about uh, how the story works, how it cuts back and forth between That's a flashback right. to the city of Bodom. And then is that the one time. that explodes? No, that's where they pull the fallacy out of. What the fuck is a fallacy anyway? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me get started, and then we'll talk about a uh, fallacy. And let's see. And Seath. And Pulse. And Grand Pulse. You've got like and five Cocoon. minutes before I get way too bored. I know. I'm about to walk out. <laughs> Go. I'm not going to explain it in uh, order that the game does it. I'm going to do it in chronological order to Please. speed this shit along. Go for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the resort town of Bodom, a cocoon, or on cocoon, a fallacy is found by the government that says to purge everyone in the town for coming into contact with the fallacy. But the what's fal a fallacy? The fallacy is a giant angel. That's not what I would have guessed. Yeah, they were... It's complicated, man. It's stupid, all right? <laughs> I feel like you can't understand what's going on in this game until you know what the hell this thing is. You don't find out what the fallacy are until, like, halfway through the game. And they you know, never find everything. out if you skip cutscenes. Right. But they talk about it all the time, like, you should know what it is. Well, yeah, because in-game everyone knows what the fallacy are. Okay. So they don't bother to explain it to you until it's uh, plot relevant. I see. That's fucking weird. So... 
the maker made the planet, and the maker also made the humans in the foul sea. Wait, foul. Just this planet? Yes. Okay. Uh, we're not on Earth, though. No. We're, we're on Pulse. Pulse. That's the name of the planet. Well, technically, we're on Cocoon. Okay, I do remember hearing about Cocoon. Cocoon is like a planet that it kind of orbits, but it's in the same atmosphere as Pulse. What? Yeah. So anytime you see Cocoon, it's like a moon. Man, I never got that at all. You can see it. Well, yeah, you skip the cutscenes. At no point do you see one or the other in the background. I think I played the wrong game. I think we all did. Mm. (laughs) So the Falci are kind of like angels who are supposed to watch over Pulse and Cocoon. Only they have a war uh, against each other. A civil war. A Marvel civil war. A Falci civil war. And then uh, infighting bullshit blah 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 revealed later. Let's go. Uh, the government, run by the Falci on Cocoon, wants to purge everyone because there is a Pulse Falci found in Bodum, the resort town, aforementioned. Right? Sure. Okay. Lightning, Saz, Vanille, Hope, Hope's mother, a bunch of people on this train that are going to go supposedly sent to Pulse. But really what the government's going to do is just kill everyone. They all know this, but they get on the train anyway, which doesn't make sense to me lightning decides fuck that shit she's looking for her sister sarah who was taken by the government after the fallacy or the yeah the fallacy of pulse found the the fallacy of cocoon found the pulse fallacy yeah i'm lost i know right i mean i'm trying (laughs) i have no idea what's happening all right uh how do i simplify this i mean i i think i'm with you to an extent but it's like man there's so many Falsies here and there, and it's like, my god, dude. Well, that was my problem with the plot, is you've got the Falci. The Falci turn your main party into Lussie. If they don't complete their focus, they turn into Seath. Everything see something, and they throw it out there so goddamn constantly it's hard to focus up front. Yes, they turn you into Lussie, which, like, you get magic powers, and you're given a special secret quest, which is your, what is it? Focus. Focus. If you complete it properly, you turn into crystal. If you fail, you, like, turn into a monster? Yep. Great. So, through uh, (laughs) explosions and shenanigans, your five main people, because you don't have Fang yet, are turned into Lassie. They get a vision of Ragnarok, which is supposed to tear apart Cocoon. Like, actually Ragnarok? Yeah. End of the world. Okay. All right. Well, end of one of the worlds. Right. I was about to say, well, we got more than one. So we're cool. Crystal, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Let's uh, fuck this shit. A lot goes on. If you really want to, like, break down that much, we've got other stuff to talk about than the convoluted plot of this game, which is a lot of interpersonal drama. Uh, There's parts of it that were good, like the character growth that happens in the multitude of cutscenes. Pretty good. Voice acting. Solid. Whatever. Your main party goes along, tries to fight the bad guys. Bad guys are like, now go fuck yourself. You're a uh, Lassie. Go down to Grand Pulse, the actual world filled with monsters. Only part of the game that's open world. Shoot on back to Cocoon to go to Eden to fight main bad guy. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Everything sucks. At the end, you save the world. Yes, kind of. And the motivating plot, the Terra Snow's fiance, lightning, fiance sister. lightning sister, who turned into a crystal, uncrystallizes. Yes. And bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. As does uh, Saz's son, Dodge. 
Yeah. Great. Didn't even know he had a son. Yeah, he's cute too. Huh? Do you only see him in cutscenes though? Oh yeah. Is it the little bird that flies in his hair all the time? Is that his son? No. Oh man, that'd be cool. No, the chocobo that Saz keeps in his hair is a was a present for his son. Oh. It's a downer. And the government took his son. Man, it's because they're black. Well, it's because he was a, let's see. That's what I said. (laughs) So, black people are magic to you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got a couple pages if you want to break through the story. No. Honestly, truly, I don't care. Can you hit on the main topics? At least so we get an idea of what's going on. Some kind of context. It's funny. It's he's got a novel over there. Yeah, and it's because it's a bunch of convoluted, weird. And I know you cut it down. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I'm just looking like my God. This is, is seven hours, and then he tried to cut it down, and now we're trying to cut it down to even less time. And I, if if the listeners, if you really care about the plot of this game. Go find a summary, read it, go watch the seven hours of cutscenes. I'm sure someone made a super cut of it. Oh, they did. Just do that and, you know, spare us the trouble. This one time. Spare us. Yeah, give us a fucking break on this. There's a shit ton to cover and it's it's not that good. Like, I tried explaining it and it sounded weird coming out of my mouth as I was reading it off the page because it's a fucking mess. Guys, I can't do anything about that. This is too much much stuff and you don't give a shit no I, I i played through it and i wasn't invested in the characters i don't care i mean i'm sure we didn't give a shit because we skipped all the cutscenes. yeah after and... the first chapter which i watched them all in the first chapter yep. but the first chapter is confusing as all hell because they just kind of dump you in they're like here's your characters do stuff fight people and i'm like what and then when you start skipping cutscenes, you lose any connection to any of these people and well, and he didn't, and he still doesn't care. I, I don't. The only character, well, from the onset, the only character that I liked was the most grounded one, Saz. Lightning doesn't like anybody. It's her character arc. She gets over it. Hope is super whiny the whole time. His character arc, he gets over it. Vanille runs away from everything. She gets over it. Snow, he's kind of dumb. They all seem kind of like stereotypes, like, of Japanese games. They're not, like, I don't think there's real people that act like this, but I'm saying, like, I feel like I've seen a character like each and every one of them, except for whatever the last bitch's name is, because I didn't actually see her. Fang. Yeah, but I feel like we saw a copy of everyone else in games before. They do feel like sort of archetypal RPG characters. However, through the course of this long game, they uh, end up working together as a team which is something that I liked, which you wouldn't get not watching the cutscenes, where the they all grow as characters throughout the game. It's not like a lot of RPGs, especially, where random people get together and suddenly, hey, we're all besties, let's go do the thing. They have to learn to work together. Especially Hope and Snow, because Hope wants to kill Snow because his mother died for volunteering to help fight the government, which is on her. It's not on Snow. They irritate the shit out of me. I mean, he gets over it. Boohoo, my mom's dead. Whatever, my mom's dead, let's go. Yeah, let's move on from the plot and talk about some of the other aspects of the game, like the graphics. Sure. No matter what you think about the game, it looks damn good. Meh. I didn't play when it came out, so we've obviously seen better. Well, I think even today it still looks pretty good. 
the cutscenes are yeah for PlayStation Three. I think it looks good. Yeah, it certainly got it. that uh, square polish. Yeah, the aesthetics are pleasing. Words, <laughs> words, stuff. Complimentary about some things so that we can be really not complimentary about other things. Hey, we we don't have to be nice about anything. Just shit on the whole thing if we really wanted to. Yes, yeah, so, I mean the graphics are pretty, but uh, like the music, anything like that, I I couldn't. I had to play this game with the volume down. It's just so repetitive. Well, I liked the battle theme at first. The violin that plays, I thought was nice. Um, after ten hours of that, I couldn't even hear it anymore. I was working at Blockbuster when this game came out, and so it would play on a loop the entire time, like because we had it up on a kiosk, and so that, that battle theme would play all day. So I already knew it, and now I get to hear it in action, and it's just, I hate it. This is the first mainstream Final Fantasy game not to include music from Nobuo Uematsu. Oh, that makes sense. Which it feels lacking. Like, where's the main Final Fantasy theme? Right. There is no, there there is nothing that uh, kind of brings you back, makes you think of other games. Like there's no, um, what, what is I'm trying to say? Not fan service, but kind of fan service. You know, there's no. Well, I think the main theme as they build on it in subsequent games, it's more than just like nostalgia. Well, sure, but there is nothing that takes you back to other games from this one. No. In fact, the only theme, like, the only music that really stood out to me was the Chocobo theme when you're at the theme park, and only because it had lyrics, which made me want to rage quit the game. Is it the same song? They just added lyrics? Or, okay, that's weird. Yeah. It was, it it's, was weird. I want to hear it. You should play it. You don't. It's not good. However, the rest of the music, it's kind of a testament that game music shouldn't itself be something that's the centerpiece. It's just background noise. And it worked well enough that I didn't consider it while I was playing. Because I always play whatever we're playing with the game sound turned up so I can hear it. It served its purpose. Nothing stood out. Which I think kind of sucks as I like listening to game soundtracks. So it was net neutral. Super boring. Hooray! Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really listen to uh, most games I play. Um, unless I really like the soundtrack. I'll usually mute it and then just use subtitles for everything. Yeah. I typically just like to play music for anything while I play. So I'm the same way. Along with the graphics, I liked the world design. Not the dungeons or like moving around because it is a fucking hallway simulator the whole time until you're on pulls and it's only for one section that you actually have like an open world you can move around in. And even that's in quotations. But I thought it looked good. When you're on Cocoon, like you're in the cities, the cities look cool. When you're going through the, like, garbage dump, I thought the garbage dump dump looked cool. When you're on Pulse, the hell? When you're on Pulse, I thought the monster design, wherever you were, and the world design, it looked really good. At any point, can you interact with the world? No. Yeah, you can select the save point to go to a shop because there's no actual shop you can go I'm to. I'm not talking about that. I'm like, and you can fight monsters. Yeah, so it's all just window dressing. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's like part of my issue. And like, oh, you got these when you're running through there, endless just linear levels. But then there's like, oh look, you can jump up here. They put a little blue swooshy thing, and your character jumps like thirty feet through the air, and you're like, mm-hmm. what? No problem. Yeah. Then continues on except 
it's not like it's an alternate path. It's almost always just there's that one way to go. Or even if it is an alternate path, you only take the other way because there's an item over there. Yeah. And then they immediately converge again. Yep. Every, especially when you cut out all the cutscenes, so you're just repeatedly bombarded by how linear this game is. It's, it's awful. Go straight, kill a thing, go straight, kill a thing, go straight, kill a thing. Next area. See, that sounds terrible, but playing it with the cutscenes isn't that much better. You've got moving around, action, fight, 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 and then you sit and watch a cutscene for five minutes or for ten minutes where you, you just sit there and you do nothing. And oftentimes what's happening isn't that entertaining. There are a few cutscenes throughout the game where the action is pumped up and it's fun. When your party gets back to Cocoon from Grand Pulse, they show up, it's the middle of a race, the government's there, they start throwing troops at them, they're hopping off like the cars as they're racing by. That was an awesome cutscene. And there's not that many that are that exciting. It's mostly just your characters talking, get to know one another. Which is something that I like when you're walking around, no matter what characters you have, they'll talk to each other as you're just walking through the levels. They don't say anything important. Or interesting. But they do talk to each other. Communication. You get like Vanille, he'd be like, oh, a flower. And then Snow would say something stupid like, I'm a hero. The, the whole time, all I can think of is he's a handsome Jack. Just because you keep saying you're a hero doesn't make you a fucking hero. And he's stupid. He never plans anything, and he just rushes straight in. That's that's his character trait. Yeah. And it works out for him. He's the stupid, impulsive one. Except he's also uh, incredibly strong and the best tank that has ever walked the planet. So it works out. Yeah. Yeah, goddammit. If he can't take a hit and hit even harder. So do you guys want to talk about the leveling system or the classes? <sighs> oh, it all kind of goes together. It's all really... Um... Okay. Let's talk about the classes. You have six main classes. You've got Commando, who does physical damage. The Ravager does magic damage. Sentinel, which... Tank. It's just shield. Saboteur, who debuffs the enemies. Synergist, which buffs your party. And Medic, who medics. I shouldn't have to explain what a medic does, Jason. What does a medic do? They give out soda. Ooh. What kind of soda? Is it lychee flavored? So you start off with your party... Each individual person in your party having two, right? Or do uh, they just have one? Uh, I think most people have two. Yeah, you eventually learn a third, and then you eventually have access to all six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, like... Eventually. Eventually. Throughout over half the game, you are stuck with certain party members, and then as you progress through the story... It hops back and forth between them, which is irritating. But when you can finally have everybody together and you can build the party the way that you want, it's better? It is better. Uh, I didn't beat the game, but I got just to the point where, yeah, you have everyone and you can actually, like, have options. So you can arrange them. You can use, like, formations and stuff. Is that possible? Because in past games, like, you could put characters in the front row and back row. Oh, no. Oh, that's it. You can't do that. No, you get to pick which leader you want, and then the other two people to bring with you when you fight. So anybody can be a leader in the party? Yep. Yep. But there is no front row, back row, which sucks. Also, if you're in a non-offensive role, you don't attack. So a medic cannot attack. All a medic will do is heal your party. And when your party is at full health, they just stand there and do nothing. Or the synergist, once all your party is as buffed as they can get them, they just stand there and twiddle their thumbs. Which is weird that because, you know, these 
characters are trained like as commandos and uh, what's ravager mm-hmm. that you know you're like you're a medic now and they heal and then it is incapable for them to think i should probably also attack yeah it's weird how you you have the paradigm system where you've got nine options where you can set each one of your three party members once you have three people to actually use because most of the time you've got two you can set what you want them to do, and then you hit L1, and you can switch between the roles. So let's say you've got a Commando and a Ravager, and you you can switch them in the middle of a fight to Commando and Medic, or Saboteur and Ravager, or whatever. Right, and doing so gives you a boost to your combo meter, doesn't it? Or it keeps it where it is, so you can maintain your combos a little bit longer? No, but if you time it right, you get your action points refilled automatically. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I forgot they were called. So it's like, yeah, I mean, during battle, you're constantly switching paradigms. The game wants you to. That's the way I played it. I did. I wasn't constantly switching. The party I ended up with was Lightning as a Ravager, because she magic so hard. Uh, Snow as a Commando to just punch people, because he's fucking awesome at it. And then the only one that I had switch, what she actually did was Vanille, who was either a Ravager to throw out combos... Uh, saboteur to debuff the enemy while lightning and snow kept on with the damage or vanille is a medic so they could get heals as they kept up the damage that was it i she's the only one that i changed and i would just hop back and forth and that took me through most of the game by the time i got to have the three of them which was well over halfway through the game yeah but i spent more time doing that because i was running around grinding I, i wasn't even doing side quests which there are kind of they all come down to hunt quests it's it's dumb yeah, but that's what side quests are. They don't have to be. They don't have to be, but that's what they are. Well, because you never interact with other people, so you find, like, Fallen will see, and they're like, oh, I was hunting this, and I didn't make it, Blah, and you're like, I'm gonna do it for you, and then they give you shit if you do it. I do like shit. Yeah, I bet you get good shit for doing it, too, but it's boring. That's just because the game's boring. Inherently, just playing more of the game is bad. It's as I went through the game, uh, at no point did I want to grind, because it's not like the combat's not fun. If you have it set to auto, you literally hit one button and the game plays itself. Right, but once the paradigms come into play, that strategy doesn't work as much. <laughs> you can still just change paradigm and then still hit auto, though. Yeah, but like that'll get you through most enemies, but not like the big ones. Yeah, but it's like the only fights I paid attention to in the entire game were the bosses because of that. So that didn't happen for me. I had it set, instead of being set to auto in the menu, I had it set to ability. So I had to pick what I did each time. That way it forced me to be more engaged because otherwise I would have just tuned out and played on my phone while I quote unquote played it, which helped. Didn't make it more exciting, but it helped. Sure. You know, it forces you to be more engaged. It's just, I don't like that the game forces you to take it upon yourself to force yourself to be engaged. You mean like the game should be engaging? Huh. It's like, I should want to play and not just mash auto because the fight, some of the fights are absurdly long just because the opponents, uh, while they're not staggered, are basically immune to damage. And then they're just massive hit point sponges. Oh, the best part about that is it uh, is even more so as you go along. Yeah, I know. The start of each chapter, the difficulty spikes. Chapter 13 stupid. Enemies are so fucking tough. Do they level with you? Or can you grind and eventually just mow through people no no you can outpace them easily 
Kind of. I mean, so like in the level system, the chrysanthemum or whatever it's called. Crystarium. Don't care. Crystarium. That's right. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, hey, chrysanthemum. That's a good word for it. What's well, because it's what it is. Every time I read it, I was like, yeah, it's the chrysanthemum. And then it, you click on it and it opens up and there's a flower. Yeah. So that's literally just what I went with. It's capped in every chapter. Yes. So every single chapter you unlock more levels, basically. That is so dumb. Yeah. Well, once once you open up the ability to dump points into any different class, you don't really run into that because you've always got points you can put somewhere. I did like how after every battle you get your CP points and you can essentially level up at any time that you want. I don't really like the like skill tree, the way that it works, how you have a, a point that's a plus 10 to health and then you just dump points into that until it hits the next one, which you don't really have any control over. It's, let's say, plus 10 to magic or plus to strength. There's no defense stat in here, which is driving me crazy. Oh, yeah, there isn't. Like, I want to put armor on, so when I get hit, I can negate some damage, but <laughs> no. You just hope that you have more health and take it to the face. Yeah. Explain it, Alex. I think you did a fine job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of reminds me a lot of Ten's level up system. That's so dumb. <laughs> I was just going to be like, oh, yeah. Just go ahead. <laughs> ten. Uh-huh. Okay. Because Ten has the whole grid that you follow. Yeah, Ten, explain your level up system. <laughs> level up system. <laughs> Fuck it. I, I tripped all over it. Now I'm just going to sit back quietly. Okay. So Final Fantasy X, the level Final up Fantasy system. Final Fantasy X, yes. The level up system, you have a grid that you go through and it's all, you know, preset. So like, oh, the next thing you're going to get is plus five attack. Or, and so as you go through, and then it's also, at least the American version was gated by lock keys that you got as drops. Yeah. I remember playing that game and thinking that that level system was really just kind of overwhelming when you looked at it. Like, there's just so much, so many different ways you could go. Yeah. Speaking of 10, specifically. Because it gave you this giant map and you could really go anywhere, even though you had a character who was the main, like, big melee and tank dude. You could turn him around immediately and just drive him straight into White Mage area. Just be like, now he knows Cure! So it's similar, similar to that, but without the openness. Yeah, and in 10, once you go to, like, the White Mage area, you're just going through there. So you're going to get a lot of, like, magic and the heal spells. But because 13 branches, like, at the beginning, you level up Commando separately than everything else, you know, that when you level, you can always just go back to Commando and grab some more attack and health and that's in there. Yeah, but each one isn't that specialized. It's more True. the abilities that you can eventually learn by going through it. Because it, I don't... Let me think of words before I open my mouth. No, no. Just talk. Go. There were times when I would find you would level up strength as much as Ravager as you would Commando. Or the same thing with Magic, where Ravager, it's all magic attacks. But I got more strength in Ravager and more magic in Commando at certain levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's distributed in a way that makes sense for the class. I didn't find that to be that big an issue as you're just going through getting general upgrades. It's whatever. But it's kind of a pain when you just want to hit harder with magic. Lightning. Throw lightning harder. But you can't because all of hers is, eh, she's stronger now. With a sword that she never uses because she throws spells. So you're saying you you want more freedom with the leveling system? Ideally, yeah. 
If you had a giant tree like Ten Head or a map, as you said, I've never played Ten. I don't know. If you had something more like that, I would probably like that more, as then you get the freedom to go which direction you want to go with it. But overall, like I didn't hate this level up system. I did like how if you wanted after every battle, assuming you had enough points, you could do that at your leisure. You know what it reminds me of? It's like it's almost too basic. If you're playing Pokemon, for example. You know, you level up your Pokemon, and each level they get what seems like a random improvement to one of their stats. Sure. Like, like I know it's not random, okay, <laughs> but if you're, no, yeah. if you're playing, like, you you can't dictate what happens. You can't dictate if your speed goes up or your attack goes up. Kind of. And so, oh my god. <laughs> and so, you know. You can't for, even look at me now. For Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16, you're kind of doing the same thing. I mean, it gives you this illusion that you have a choice, but. You know, if you were to go along this path, then you're only going to unlock specific things in a specific order. So it's kind of prohibitive, I think, in, in that it's too basic. It's it's basically decided for you how you're going to level up. Oh, absolutely. Just like Pokemon. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even opening that can of worms. <laughs> I'm talking about like the old ones, like because I'm sure it's there's more layers to it now than there were 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, well, the last time we talked about Pokemon, I said blue was better than red, which I own red, and I only played red. I never played blue. And then you guys got all shitty about it anyway, so I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Whatever. I, I opened my mouth like I was going to say something, but I don't have anything left to say. Yeah, sure, there's a level system. It's, as you said, it basically pre-recorded. This is how you level up, so it's not really interesting. It's just a matter of getting the points to get to those levels. Right. And again, it's gated per chapter, so you can't even grind to be like overpowered. Just like a badge system in a particular other <laughs> RPG. Because <laughs> if you, if you, I'm not going to go back to Pokemon anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm no, good. I, I wanted to see how you're going to tie this in some more. <laughs> I was going to say, like, well, the first badge doesn't that let you train your Pokemon over level 20 and they'll. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. Like, you can't go into Brock's gym with a level 30-something. I mean, you can. It's not going to listen to you. It might not. Yeah. Your starter basically always listens to you. Mm. So even that is kind of gated. Kind of, yeah. To try to prevent you from doing that. Yeah, but this forces your hand pretty hard. and Sure. You can get around it by upgrading your equipment, uh, your accessories, or your weapons. But only if you've got the materials to do so. And at no point does any enemy drop money. They drop stuff that you can sell for money, mm-hmm. but no one drops money, which is fucking... Let me earn some fucking guild while I'm fighting shit in a fucking Final Fantasy game. What is that about? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. That Yeah, you'd get items... You'd get credit chips to go sell for money. Like, why couldn't they just give you the dollars? No, you, you get credit chips or incentive chips or perfume or a fucking gold bar or whatever. No, no one just drops straight up guild, which I... I'd like the thought in my own head where I come across some fucking jelly monster and I cut it in half in game and it just starts spewing gill all over because it's fucking hilarious. They but took that away from you. They took that away from me. They peed on my fucking rug. Really tied the room together. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. So let's see. there is something I wanted to bring up. If you play through the game and as they introduce more and more plot elements and then you've got data logs which give you additional information. Blah, blah, fucking blah. Uh, There is something that they never bring up, which I found actually interesting. The combined mythos that is uh, Final Fantasy XIII, its sequels, and then the, like, Final Fantasy Type-0 and the tie-in shit all have a shared mythos, which is called the 
Fabula Fabula Nova Crystallis. The part that ties in with this game, well, I mean, it all kind of does, but what I thought was interesting is you get to a point where your hardy team of adventurers is going through an arc which is filled with monsters from Pulse, which were put there by the Falci, but it, it, it wasn't. It was put there by the creator, uh, uh, Bunavels, to fight Mwen, Bunavels' mother, who is dead. He made Pulse to find a way to get to the other side for gods so that he can kill her again because he thinks she cursed the mortal world. There's a whole lot going on there that they don't fucking touch on in this game. Like, it's there. They don't mention it. It takes more in uh, Final Fantasy X2. And even then, they just kind of scratch the surface and then move on. That shit I found way more interesting than, like, what's actually happening in the game. I went on, like, a two-hour just, like, wiki rabbit hole reading on about in Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 13 lore for no fucking reason because it doesn't help with this that's some weird side shit I mean did it at least help you understand the story a little bit no no because that's the only reason I would have done it it's like what the hell is all this about trying to dive into it but I don't, I don't really have anything else to say about this fucking game um so you got all the way to the end right but you didn't finish no I got to the end I got to the final boss fight it's a three part fight between uh your main protagonist through the game, Bartandalus, who's a fallacy, uh, making jerk-off motion, who wants to awaken Orphan to destroy Cocoon because the giant human sacrifice will bring the Maker back, and that's what the fallacy want. But the fallacy can't destroy Orphan, only the humans can, because plot reasons, and that's why you, you guys are supposed to be Ragnarok to fight him. So you fight Bartandalus, who's pretty easy. He then falls into this like liquid metal pool and fuses with Orphan, and that fight is stupid hard. And then after you beat that one, you then fight Orphan on its own. And then once you kill Orphan, Cocoon starts to fall from orbit. And is that how the game ends? The game ends with Lightning, Snow, Saz, and Hope turning to Crystal. Vanille and Fang turn into Ragnarok, hop down to Pulse, and form this like giant crystal pillar which holds up Cocoon. And then the other four that turn into Crystal come back. I'm not even done yet. Come back from Crystal. With Sarah and Dodge returned from Crystal, and they all have like a big hug happily ever after, and it comes back to the giant crystal pillar that's holding up Cocoon from Grand Pulse with Snow and Fang in the middle holding hands and everything's like, everything's great now! Except that it's not, which is covered in Final Fantasy thirteen two when, you know, the crystal falls apart and Cocoon's gonna fall. Because like, when they do it, you can look like that shit's not gonna hold. It's terrible craftsmanship. That's you didn't make that up. No, God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this? Yes, I didn't even talk about the part where they all turn into Seath. I don't know what that means. Right, the dragon. Nope, that would have been cool. It would have been. Fang turns into a partial Ragnarok. She tries to fight uh, Bartandalus and Orphan. It's just supposed that they just call themselves Orphan. He might as well be making up names. Yeah, it doesn't work, and he just ends up torturing her, and then Vanille cries about it. True story. Um. Um, well, the one thing I actually want to ask, because you got to the end, you didn't finish it, but uh, if you care, uh, I think this game's trophies are pretty easy. All you got to do is basically beat the game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it might be an easy platinum, some kind of incentive to play it if you can beat it. You have to at least do a new game plus for the platinum. Okay. It, you get most of the trophies just for playing through the story. Yeah. Uh, some of the more difficult ones are like max all of the levels for all of the classes for every character i saw that one uh every character has to hold every weapon they can equip oh god yeah well most of them you just find along the way i think there's a couple you buy like the gay to tie it back to last remnant 
It's so dumb. I wish it was a cannon. I do too. I never used it. It was fucking stupid. But I saw that it was a spear and I was pissed. I was like, legitimately, if this was a massive fuck off cannon, I'd be amused. If she got a fucking stupid eye patch while she used it, I'd have been in on it. We're talking about Last Remnant, the best game ever. Uh, the game that was... <sighs> Better than Final Fantasy Thirteen. It was Final Fantasy Thirteen minus. Oh. Final Fantasy Thirteen is Last Remnant plus. Okay. That's, I'd like... It does a lot of things that The Last Remnant did, except slightly better. Last Remnant was so goddamn boring. <laughs> what is some of the stuff that it did better? Uh, so the battle system, while still often taking a long time, didn't take nearly the, like, ten minutes to half hour that The Last Remnant felt like it took. So, yeah, it, uh, you take that whole battle system... While I wasn't engaged, particularly in Final Fantasy XIII, I was actually more engaged than I was in Last Remnant, where I actually was playing a different game at the same time <laughs> because of how boring and slow it is. I played more Final Fantasy XIII than I did Last Remnant, but the story in Last Remnant made more sense. It was more straightforward. It certainly was that. Both of those games I didn't beat. I got to the final boss and I couldn't beat him, and I knew it was the final boss, so I just watched the ending cutscene and I fucking called it because it was... 60 plus hours or I, I forget how much time i put in the last remnant it was too much i was at 45 hours thereabouts i think for final fantasy 13 and i was i was done with it weapon upgrade system fairly similar but way better in final fantasy no no it's way better in final fantasy because instead of requiring specific items it lets you use any monster parts or anything organic yeah or mechanical i thought it depended on nope the organic parts aren't worth as much experience-wise, but you get the uh, experience bonus as you use them up to times three. And then the mechanical parts take that away, but they're worth a lot more experience. It lets you use anything, which is really nice. Whereas The Last Remnant, if you haven't listened to the episode, go back, listen to it. Listen to how a rant for, I don't even know how long it ended up getting cut down to because the actual rant was probably about half an hour long about the bizarre twisting upgrade system. All right, so Alex, who do you recommend this game for? I don't think I can. The only things that I can think of that this game didn't do poorly would probably be done much better elsewhere. So you know what few redeeming qualities there are, like the graphics, and I think sometimes the battle could be fun if it's not constantly monotonous and repetitive. You could go play a multitude of other RPGs and have a better experience. So no, I see no reason to play this game. It shouldn't even count in Final Fantasy. Why did they make two sequels for this? Because I've played the next two. They're all very similar. And when I played Lightning Returns, I literally fell asleep with a controller in my hand. So, because I think they streamline it even more. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, the characters are cool, I guess. They, they look interesting, sort of. No, but no, I got nothing. Uh, you know, if someone has a ton of time on their hands and they're like, man, if I don't find something to do, I'll have to kill myself. And the only thing they have around them is Final Fantasy Thirteen. I guess, you know, do that. But I, I found it overly long and overly boring. That's it. There's no reason to play it. To go off with what you had said, Jason, uh, if you liked The Last Remnant because you're wrong in the head. Nobody liked it. People do. There is a oh fucking God. strong community out there of people who fucking love Last Remnant. Those sick fucking bastards. It's probably a strong community of people who love this game, too. 
There are. Like I told Jake, there's reviews. This game's getting eights from... Out of 100, right? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> out, of, <laughs> out of 10. And these are like large review sites and small ones. Giving it positive reviews. Uh, yeah. If you didn't like Last Remnant, don't play this. If you did, you'd probably like it. But I, I don't recommend this for anybody. It's... Well, we, we've gone through it. I'm not... You know, I could see, it, funnily enough, getting good reviews. Because a lot of review sites only play... A little bit yeah right if i played an hour of this game i might not hate it i might not be really like into it but it'd be okay mm-hmm. 30 hours later and it's still the same boring game i used to do that a lot with deadly premonition you ever played deadly premonition on the 360 no have you a little bit over at your place but i've never sat and played the whole thing so you've probably only played the beginning uh, if anything no it was somewhere right in the middle but anyway that was what i kept finding with that game is people are giving that game like two that twos out of ten because they think all oh, well, this game's shit. It's like, well, you ha- kind of have to play it more than an hour. And Final Fantasy is kind of the opposite of that. Like, if you only play it for an hour, it's not so bad. I mean, it like you said, it's a little slow, a little, little easy, uh, repetitive in the beginning, but not offensive. It doesn't truly get there, I think, until right where I stop. No, I I, I was telling Jason, uh, I think I was telling you too, Alex, that the longer. I spend away from the game, the less I hate it. I don't like it, but I don't like abhor it like I did well, like, as soon as I was done playing. Like, fuck this game. I just want to break the fucking disc and never want to look at it. I'm now like 100 hours into a pair of Square Enix games that we've decided to play. 100 hours. Yeah, let's not do this anymore. I used to like Square. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the that's the horrible part. Is I'm looking back and I'm like, I still love 9. I really enjoy 10. Uh, the Final Fantasy Tactics games are some of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. Hard to find now, too. Yeah. But that's that's all old stuff. Yeah. PS1. I would not trust Square with games now. Well, have you played 15? No. I think 15 is really good. I hear 15 was good up till the very end, which was a hallway simulator that we just spent time playing. Oh. I mean, another hallway simulator. Which, didn't they change the ending? So I don't know. it wasn't that. I don't know. I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> all right. Uh, emails? emails we don't actually have any emails still yeah someone email us uh but so we're gonna keep on uh just throwing out uh questions which i don't know if he actually told you because i came up with a question to ask us no oh good so you're gonna be put on the spot okay um i'll answer he might answer first Uh, give me some time to think of an answer yeah yeah, so um basically you know we've talked about a lot of our gaming past and stuff so uh I was wondering I, for you two, because I know I have an answer of if you have any like guilty pleasure games, games that you like that, you know, probably are not that good and you wouldn't recommend for someone else, but you still like anyway, because uh, for me, there is uh, a Yu-Gi-Oh game on the PS2 called Yu-Gi-Oh Duelist of the Rose. It's not a good game, but I really enjoyed it because it's a collectible card game slash like strategy game it's real dumb it's real dumb if that doesn't sound like a great time to you don't go near it if it does uh, it's still really dated now but i still enjoy it because i know jake has played the game and he absolutely hates it i did hate it really oh yeah <laughs> my uh stepbrother aaron had it and like you know i'd get bored fucking throw it in like oh why why would you buy this i think he liked it i don't know he was wrong he was stupid it's whatever Come at me, Aaron. He probably could. He's huge. <laughs> uh, still needs more time? 
Uh, no, but you go ahead. All right. You know, uh, I the more I think about this, it, it keeps changing. Like I want to say the first Killer Instinct on Super Nintendo is being uh, objectively not good. And that's not true. It's okay. Uh, unless you're Cinder and you're just spamming that bullshit shoot across the screen. Uh, what I am going to say that was also a fighter, uh, Clay Fighter. Which one? The first one. Is that considered a bad game? I don't consider it a good game. Hmm. Those games are fun. They are fun, and occasionally I'll go back to it, just uh, really appreciate the visuals. Back when Claymation was everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I'm not good at it, but I'll, I'll do a couple rounds, and that's all I ever want to play, but I keep coming back to that one. Can I say Battlefield 1? <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you want, man. Um, well, I mentioned earlier, Deadly Premonition is a game I think a lot of people really fucking can't stand. And to that I say, uh, give it a chance. You don't understand. I also have a have a good time playing uh, Britney's Dance Beat on the PlayStation 2. Um, it's just a rhythm game, and you're a backup dancer for Britney Spears. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's great. Um, and she gives you, like, little words of encouragement, and it's actually her. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> they, they ponied up. They got the real thing, man. It's it's authentic Britney Spears experience. Um, but, yeah, that that's probably the, the lowest I've sunk. Yeah, with um, my two children, I, I'm not going to knock you for playing some Britney dance game. It's it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not mine. Sure. I don't own it. You just rent it? No. <laughs> Continuously. Tap to it every Saturday. It's got to be hard to bust those dance moves with your dick in your hand, right? <laughs> nah, it's extra no. points. <clears throat> no. <laughs> that Britney helicopter special? I'm really trying to think of something else, and that's really, I think, the worst one I could come up with. Nightmare Creatures? Oh, man. <laughs> Nightmare Creatures is fun, though. It's just... It's an old Souls game. <laughs> I don't know about fun. <laughs> Nightmare Creatures is a game. <laughs> that much is true. It's not bad, I guess. Play, High praise. Play, play, play it on the PlayStation, though, so it has those uh, FMV cutscenes. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to do the Shaq Fu game coming out? I want it comes out. Fuck yeah. Oh, 100%. What about Two Worlds 2? No. Eventually. No. Because that game's not as not as bad as the first one. He'll be disappointed. Catch us next time for Two Worlds 2. <laughs> no, no. Minus Alex. Minus me. Whatever fucking next game we're playing, I'm not playing it. Fuck both of you. <laughs> well, somebody needs to know what the hell's going on. I vote you. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> that feels unlikely. Uh, okay. Plug your shit. Bum, bum, bum. Me? Yeah. Sure uh, you can find me on YouTube at Ten Rules All, Twitter at Ten Rules All, and that's good enough now. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Jake Prey. Uh, I haven't put anything on YouTube for a while, so I, I, I'm there, but don't bother. Don't bother looking for Jake. And then you can find our Twitter at the Bad Gamecast or the Bad Gamecast at gmail.com. Send us questions, recommendations. If you have a bad game you want us to play, ooh, that'll be fun. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody!